welcome back. My name is Sashwat. This is Varun and we are listening to episode number 2. All right. So, we've had some time to think about our first podcast, the first episode at least, and uh, we have some we have some ideas of how to improve and a general idea of how we want to take this forward. So, that being said, uh we want to try make this a very continuous thing. We want to try obviously touching across various number of topics as we said in the previous podcast and so let's hope that this continues and if you're listening to this well we appreciate you for listening to the first podcast it really means a lot and of course if you have any comments and that sort of thing please are those are always open yeah so um something really interesting you know just to get things kicked off right something really interested that interesting that i've been noticing right not just uh, over the you know the last few days or since we last uh, you know we made the last podcast or whatever this has been a part of my life for like a very long time now i just keep noticing that certain people you know in certain situations right uh, they choose to act in ways that are they choose to act in ways that are non optimal right they um you know for some reason i'm not sure why you know and and eventually that leads them to some place you know which is not the best place they could have been right and uh it's 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 very confusing actually because you know at on the one hand they can they're smart enough to realize that okay uh doing one thing is going to be good for me and doing another thing is probably not but they still you know when they have to you know when time comes to make a choice they still sometimes um don't consider every alternative mm, yeah all right so um well, like what i so i'd like to introduce a certain concept here um uh, the concept is called mental poverty all right like it's a it's a so you might not get it and if you know know me as such personally we would definitely use this word before so the concept is called mental poverty now i try explaining it to people who haven't ever heard this before and it's mental poverty is basically a state of mind all right basically it's, being poor exactly so being, <laughs> being poor, poor but it's not really how much cash is it's just cho- making choices that you know are bad making dumb choices being an idiot basically it's you can summarize it as being an idiot all right like and, and this is not being an idiot because you you, you know, have an iq of 3 yeah, yeah. it's not because yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's choosing to be in choosing to put yourself in situations which you know are bad for you and this is something that i'd like to call self induced poverty all right <laughs> which, which is that you put yourself in situations right and you you put yourself in situations which you know are not optimal which are i definitely not ideal for you and it's noticing that it is self induced self induced meaning that you're doing it to yourself well the good news is that you can get yourself out of there too <laughs> but it's it's noticing that you you are actually putting yourself in in bad situations right so i mean it's it's not even you know the, about the here and now like uh, say if you have to choose between um you know uh 
going and studying for your finals tomorrow or like going out and partying today we all know which is probably the better choice but and and you know this is a very very stereotypical example <laughs> almost everyone would have probably thought of this as the first mm. thing but you know this just it's just an example that all of us can relate to so we can start to work uh, through this from here yeah, yeah? Uh, it's it's not even that we are discussing the values of the pursuit of hedonism or the pursuit of happiness and all of that we're not talking we're talking about continuously over a long period i'm not making these sudden improv decisions you know so i'm just going to go on the strip and it turns out to be the best trip of your life and that sort of thing we're not talking about improv decisions that you're making we're talking about generally as a state of mind choosing to act like an idiot all right mm-hmm. and it's it's basically doing things very basic like the number one thing that i think that is the reason for this self induced poverty as i call is basically lying it comes down to lying all right and you, it's lying about so many things it's i mean it's lying about almost everything like you just you just say some story which is not true but to put yourself to up your portray up, yourself yeah, as uh, something that you're not yeah yeah, yeah. is uh, put, put portray yourself as something that you're not something ideally better you lie right and it's not only about lying about yourself it's about lying about situation getting yourself in situations where you need to lie to get out of it is it, not it's not a good thing it's not right? a good thing and it's not a good thing that you need to consistently lie to get out yourself out of situations that just shows you're acting improperly getting yourself into situations and your inability to accept certain consequences right okay we we don't um we don't need to really think of it that way right it it doesn't have to be sort of a oh okay uh, you know you're bad right uh, <laughs> uh we're good you're bad yeah. right said it no you know everyone has gone through that phase right what is important is that you come out of it because you know everyone is so like caught up in uh they want to keep up with the joneses right you know they want to keep up with what everyone else is doing right and unfortunately most people are caught up in some variant of mental poverty right <laughs> okay. so everyone is doing these things right so because all of us see everyone around us doing it we're like okay we get is, caught up in it this is this is what must you know be cool this is what uh, you know everyone's doing so this this is probably the most fun thing out there yeah. so let's one and we just try doing it as well right right and then we try doing it and um it's 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 fun whatever you know it's fun we think it's fun might be right. no, might not be whatever that's just a personal preference yeah Right? what is important is that we realize at some point we manage to take that step back that is needed and then we see okay uh this is not going to lead me where uh i need to be right yeah because it does it doesn't have to be a choice because so many people come to me and say oh you know when when they uh you know when they hear me talking about the work i do or the research i'm doing or whatever Right? They come to me like, "Oh, I know what you're up to. You're working hard now. You're giving, you're making sacrifices now so that you can be happy later." Yeah, you're obviously sacrificing and, and, the present for the future. But but what I'm saying is that it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I get yeah. exactly what you're saying. Right. Like you can sort of, you don't need to necessarily 
be grinding all the time and then this one day going to be this fantastic tipping point where you're going to suddenly feel it all and you're going to embrace this moment this is the moment where you go to the some Caribbean island and Mm -hmm. enjoy yeah exactly and then have and enjoy that is not you know what we're talking about at all here what we are talking about is consistently being at a particular state of mind and that state of mind affecting certain consequences and certain situations that you're getting yourself into. And it's important to notice the usage of the term self-induced, right? It means that you are actually putting yourself in such situations, which it's, you should be aware. Like it's as last, last podcast, we talked about being mindful and uh, being mindful of the sort of things that we do, right? Yeah. So we should be aware of. I think it's a direct extension of that. Yeah, it is a direct extension of conducting ourselves and noticing the results of certain consequences, the consequences of certain actions and being aware whether that, you know, that's desirable. I'm, we're not talking about, you know, always doing the good, good, right, the right thing or, the th- or sometimes you know. the right thing is the fun thing. Yeah. Because, yeah you know, absolutely. that's what we need. Yeah, right? absolutely. But, yeah. but, and, but see, yeah. we're not, we're first, like, sorry to cut you off, but, uh, we're not we're talking about, it's not the whole conversation is not about, you know, fun and, you know, yeah. what it's, it's not the dichotomy of fun versus hard work. We're talking about something, we're talking about a state of mind, which is consistent throughout, mm-hmm. which is, you can be a, you can be a mentally poor person while, while having fun, you know, yeah, you, you can you, be having the time of your life and then, but, cho- yeah. and then choose no, uh, like let's say you go to a really, really fancy restaurant and order the cheapest thing you find there. Like that's just like, like there's so many, there's so I many. Mean, I mean, that's what we do. Anyway. Okay. That, that's exactly what <laughs> but, we do. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. but uh, let's not think about that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Just throw that away. But, uh, like put, <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's basically, <laughs> I don't, dude, you, you're so right. That's exactly what we do. But anyway, that, so it's, but, but the thing is that's, uh, that was actually, that analogy was actually kind of ass. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so no, but if we try to, there are various instances of just doing, you know, being that, it's just being that really annoying person, being that guy, being that person who just makes sense at all. And in your head, you think you make sense, but it's sort of just coming out of that situation and realizing the sort of I thing. think it's it's uh, you know a term that could we could really use here is something called metacognition. Right. Yeah. So what that also. means is you know you got to think about what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And objectively, not not through that same lens of uh, you know whatever you think is cool or whatever, but objectively, just thinking about what am I doing right now? You know what what I'm doing right now is that gonna help me or right. is it gonna hinder? What you know is it taking me away from where I want to be? And we understand the almost near impossibility of seeing things objectively, obviously because we're biased and we're irrational people, we're emotional people, and all of that. But it's at least the first step could be to at least come out and start noticing and notice the things that you're noticing. Right? That that should be the first step here. But I mean, what we're what we're seeing is that what happens is that people throw things that they know they, sh- they that people throw things that they sh- they know are important but they don't, don't want to think about it un- under this like things it's, under it's, this rock of things you don't think about yeah, like there's this there's they this just put it into the cold storage yeah, right? like, okay, I'm never thinking it's, about it's, this ever again it's not 
they're not putting things into the storage. They're putting their heads under the sand. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Like an ostrich. Right? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't solve the problem. It just... It's, You're just closing your eyes to it. It's just when, like when we were kids, you know, when yeah. we closed our eyes, we thought the, the whole world <laughs> yeah. went black, right? You know? yeah, and exactly. some of us still hold on to that. This is... So we're doing the exact same thing, but it's on, the, on a much... On a much scale. more important, Ex- yeah. a much more important scale, where the stakes are way higher. There's this uh, interesting quote from uh, Jordan Peterson who says, "Do not hide unwanted things in the fog." <laughs> all right, which is what, which is sort of what we do all the time. You know, something important. You know, something. Let's say you. Let's just say you. Really, no, if we don't want to think about it, we just push it aside. Right? Yeah, which is a sign and that we should probably think. I mean, I'm not like yeah, not that there are some things you know which are better left. Better, less unsaid, thought, yeah, yeah. less unsaid, you know, the better and all of that. But a lot of, th- a lot of times we, we choose to, we choose to put things that we know are important, but are hard to deal with. I mean, hard, you know, to, we just don't want to think about it. Things which are challenging. You know, just, I'm not going to think about it. It's going to throw it away. You know, part of the, what we do majority of the time, not that I am, this is just an example that I just, that I thought of on the top of my head. Not that I'm saying we should think about this, but let's say we say we do something really embarrassing, right? That's a very simple thing. We just say something. We really we embarrass ourselves, all right, and um, we just choose not to think about it ever again, right? We just choose to never. You know, we just like okay, fine. You know, what, I, mean, I think. But what, like, for example, like we should ideally. I'm not. I mean, we should strive towards. Ideally, ideally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try thinking about you know why the hell that happened yeah, in the well, first place. Think like think about one of your like like just think about a really embarrassing moment you had. You 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 just cringe thinking about it. You just like yeah, oh, you why? Just who, yourself, who was right? that? Yeah, but 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 uh, <laughs> you can look at it that way, right? You can be like oh shit, what did I do? You know what was I thinking? And uh, you know what? Let's just not think about yeah, it, yeah. right? Or you can look at it as optimization data. Right. Right. All of these things you're doing, right? Uh, you know, the, maybe it makes a lot of sense to me this way, right? Uh, because I tend to think of things uh, a lot more uh, logically, you know, in terms of like zeros and ones. Um, maybe it's just a reflection of, you know, what I spend most of my time doing. <laughs> but, uh, but I feel like, you know... Instead of, uh, instead of, you know, everyone, everyone compares like, you know, artificial neural networks and all of those things to human brains, right? But I feel we can learn so much more just by, you know, comparing our brains to those deep learning models, right? To those machine learning models, artificial intelligence models, right? If we look at the way that those things work, so uh, a very, very, uh, you know, an oversimplified explanation is that you have a bunch of numbers, right? That uh, sort of, uh, they, they are different parameters for some model we define, right? And we keep changing those numbers until we get a nice model, you know, a, right. a model that we like, right? For whatever we wanted to do, we just keep tweaking those numbers, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, we've come up with lots of fancy algorithms, right? To do that number tweaking for us. That's, that's basically what AI is at its, uh, you know, essence, right? Yeah. So I like to think of, you know, our brains as just a similar, you know, if much more larger, right? Collection of numbers, right? So we're just, our brain is just a collection of weights, you know, of weighted connections, right? Between different neurons. And if, if we look at something that we've done before, 
right? And we say, okay, you know, this didn't work out for us, right? You know, this was a bad prediction, right? The, the, uh, you know, the result that we thought would happen didn't happen, right? So our prediction versus the truth was, you know, it was totally off, right? right. So that means it's time for us to change Same our time. connection weights, right? It's time for us to change those numbers. That's it. So, you know, and, and the, the physical reflection of us changing those numbers is, you know, we change the way we act. We change right. the way we think about things, right? So that's just one way of thinking about it. Everyone, but... Everyone has a different way of thinking, but in the end, right, it all comes down to if you know you've done something wrong, you know, in any way, it doesn't have yeah. to be like, oh, I accidentally started World War Three <laughs> or something, right? You know, it can even be small things, yeah. right? Like, oh, I wasted an hour yeah, today. And, and, one second, and, and, and an easy, not an easy way, an interesting way to notice this is by... Just doing something and then, you know, just I, later realize that you just hated what you did. Like we talked a lot about this last time, but yeah, anyways, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, that's totally, you know, that's totally part of the thing. But, um, what was I, what was I saying? Um, <laughs> wait, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, give me, <laughs> give me one sec. Um, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. So, so physically it manifests as us changing some characteristic, right? Right. You know, so in the end, just just think of it as optimization data. Just think of it as not something embarrassing, not something that you need to hide, not something you need to, you know, shove under the rug, Mm. but something that you should actually, you know, uh, say that, okay, it was important that this happened to me because... My model would not be good if right. if if you uh, if you feed a model with only like you know really good examples, right? It you know it in artificial intelligence it leads to a bunch of problems. You have stuff uh, called mode collapse, overtraining, things like that. So those are technical things, right? right? It doesn't matter. But the point is, even on computers, right? When you give it only good things. It's not going to work out in the end. You need to give it stuff with, uh, you know, lots of noise. You need to give it bad, hard examples to classify. So the same way we need to go through, you know, those experiences. Right, Only yeah. then we'll know that, okay, we got to tweak our numbers. It's it's, right? all, it's basically all, it, work, it can, can be summed down to always adjusting yourself and orienting mm-hmm. yourself better, right? And the way we orient ourselves better is by consistently trying things noticing see if it works see the result as as you would and you know see if it doesn't work if something doesn't work obviously something needs to change and when something needs to change it's about trying different things it's trying about noticing whether what you did brought the desired results that you wanted if it didn't bring the desired results obviously try change something yeah it's just comparing what you thought would happen it's just comparing what you thought would happen with what actually happened exactly and you know we this what we're trying to advocate for here is being aware of that and not being totally complacent in what you're doing. Just not, not thinking about it, you know, not just thinking like, okay, this is happening. I'm just going on, uh, anything, I'm doing my thing, I'm doing my thing and just yeah. like, you know, just, we're trying to advocate for being aware and being mindful of sort of things that you're getting into sort of acts that you're getting into. So, I mean, that's kind of what it's, it's, we, we real, what we think it, it's, what I think it is, it, it's that it's really important. If, because if you don't, I mean, obviously it's never too late to start. Not that this is something that's going to, 
I mean, I don't know. Uh, like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, but, but, uh, it is, it's, it's, it's what I, it's really important because I mean, imagine living, let's say, a, a large proportion of your life without actually thinking about it. Because, like, okay, I mean, I don't know why I keep bringing up quotes, but there's this, I saw this, re, like, I've seen this multiple times, but I saw it again recently. Uh, this, this Steve Jobs, Stanford commencement address in 2005. This absolutely brilliant speech. Go ahead and watch it if you haven't. Uh, so basically, he says, if, you were, if you were, if you were good, if you were going, if today was the last day you were going to live, would you do the thing that you're going to do today? All right. Mm. And like, no, how, and he said, if something, if the answer was no for a couple of days in a row, he would change something up. How many of us have actually ever thought about that or done that? No, and you know, you may say no. Now, you know, we don't need to be uh, that dramatic. But yeah, yeah. It, it, that doesn't have to be at like the, okay, you know, am I uh, like, oh, let me, let me just go, you know, like, uh, you know, talk to the person who I've loved for all this time. <laughs> and like, you know, now I'm going to die. Let me just, right. Yeah. You know, or, you know, let me go tell my mom, I'm sorry for yeah. like breaking her like a China set. <laughs> right. And not telling her about it. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I think I think we can, you know, just just the sort of less extreme version of that is, um, you know, just just searching for meaning, right? In yeah. that quest for meaning, in that quest for finding out what you really want to do, right? Right. Uh, and it is what what I think that it is. It is the pursuit of your goal that you find your meaning in. It is that journey. It is. And that is where the idea of mental poverty comes in. Right. It is the whole journey. It is the state of mind. The the mental poverty thing just stems from the absence. The absence of thinking about it. Yeah. The 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 absence absence of just thinking about it. And you know, okay, so now it's my turn to bring up a quote, right? Um, (laughs) So you shouldn't be afraid of moving slowly. What you should be afraid of is standing still. Oh, that is right? awesome. Man. Yeah. So it, it's a Chinese uh, proverb. I don't remember it exactly, but that's the crux yeah. of it. And that applies so much here, right? To what we're talking about. Because, you know, in, in this journey that all of us are going through, right? You know, we are on, on, you know, you know it's like there are two parallel streams, yeah. right? in what we're doing on one stream, right? Is, uh, everything that is going to pay off in the future, you know, all the hard work we're putting in now, all the work that we're putting in, say, if you want to become a football player, right? If you have that dream, uh, you know, all the time you spend practicing on the field, all the time you spend, you know, juggling, dribbling, right? On the other hand is everything we're doing right now that we have to do because, it's just, it just works that way. Like, you know, college and school and your job, right? And all of that, you know? And these things might have been the things that we worked towards previously, right? right. So like, you know, when we were in college, when someone is in college, their future stream might be, you know, might consist of things they have to do to get a good job. Right. Right. So it's, it's sort of like one stream is a few years ahead of the other. Right. And there, these two things are moving in parallel and everyone needs to take care of both of these, which is, you know, which is why the, um, sometimes, you know, things can get right a little hectic, a little whatever. Right. But at no point, right. Should you allow movement on that stream, on that future stream to drop to zero, 
And that's that's what I think the standing still is. Right. All right. And you should right. always keep it moving, even if it's not moving at the pace that you've you know, always wanted it to. Even if you're not churning out a new right. research paper yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Even if you haven't uh, already become Finding a CEO a cure for of the coronavirus Google or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay because. No one expects that of you, right? And you shouldn't expect that Absolutely. of yourself. Like today, I am gonna cure cancer, right? Yeah. It, you know, it doesn't have to be that extreme, but yeah. we sometimes all of us set unrealistic expectations. But the point is, the point is, it's not bad to have them. It's, it's about the journey towards those. It's yeah. just it's bad to sort of uh, blame yourself when it doesn't happen at the rate you want it to so that that sort of ties in with another super important thing right you know just motivation being motivated right. to do these things right? yeah, all right. before we let's say dive into that mm-hmm. uh see this so it's a really interesting quote man uh what what i think it talks about is you know people think taking an action that they may regret is more risky than not taking any action You get what I'm saying? Taking an action which may be, you know, kind of scary, which oh, you know what? I may regret. I may regret uh, doing this. They're not. But but scared necessarily. No, no, yeah, uncomfortable about it, right? Whatever the reason there is, right? They think it is a common perception that not taking any action is better is than safer, taking a risk. Yeah. Is yeah. No, sorry, sorry. I think wait, wait. Did, did I mess it up? Wait, sorry. Yeah, the uh, take yeah, not doing a certain thing which you which is which you would want to do. So let's say something something kind of risky. Th- not doing that is people think is safer than just not doing anything. Yeah, no, right? it doesn't even have to be something risky. It can be something just offbeat or you know like, it's, out of left field. Or exactly. Anything. I think there's just, um, I don't know why there's so many quotes today, but there's quotes from uh, Jeff Bezos when he talk about how starting with Amazon. He's like, I knew. Uh, It's something about I would. It's something on the lines of I would regret start. I would I would regret if I never had started Amazon. But if Amazon had started Amazon and failed, I would never. I've never. I would have never regretted that. All right. So you know, it's about the act of just doing some doing doing yeah, things. It's, right. It's uh, yeah, that, that so, is what's so, you know, moving slowly. It's, is. it's not. It's not just everyone who has accomplished something great. They don't have to be a billionaire. Anyone who's doing something, you know, has fulfilled that uh, quest for meaning. Right. They've said something like this, like you know, uh, you just talked about Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna talk about Ronnie Coleman. Right. So he he is uh, he simply put, he was the biggest dude who like who ever stepped on like the Olympia stage. You know, he 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 has won like he won like eight Olympias in a row. Right, uh, that's that's the uh, you know that's the biggest bodybuilding contest there is, right? And simply put, he was the freakiest bodybuilder <laughs> who who ever stepped on that stage, right? Because he put in the work, right? He gave his life to the sport. Now, uh, his his back is broken; he can't walk without uh, support, right? But he's happy, you know. When when someone went up to him and he said, "Hey, Ronnie." Uh, Do you ever regret anything about doing that 800 pound squat? That's like more than 300 kgs, right? Uh, and he used to do insane numbers like that, right? Which led to you know him not being able to walk now, right? And he looked at that guy for a moment, and then he said, "My only regret is that I didn't get three; I only got two." 
right? <laughs> so you know, it's it's it might be a less uh, you know a philosophical or like intellectual reply, yeah, right. But, but I mean, it's, it's coming got the same from message. a bodybuilder, yeah. right? But, <laughs> but it's got the same message, right? Yeah. The, the message is the same. The point where that thought is coming from is the same. Yeah. Exactly. I think if to refer back to that, that Steve Jobs speech I was talking about, he says, he says something in the lines of that, you know, have the courage to follow your intuition. And in doing so, uh, you will something, you something, something in the lines of you will realize the, the use of that later on, like only on looking back at it. So, you know, it's about, you know, just take that leap forward. What's mm-hmm. stopping you? Mm-hmm. You know, that I think we talked a little bit about that last time. Yeah. Just, no, just like if you think about it, just do it. Yeah. Right? Just do it. And that's, that's a big, big part of, uh, you know, what I was going to say, right? Mm-hmm. Motivation. So I think there are like a couple of parts to, you know, uh, how on how to stay motivated because off late, that's been something that I've really been thinking about. And yeah, yeah I've, I've, you know, I've been talking about it to a lot of people, right? You know, my friends in college, right? My friends outside of college, um, just, in general, right? Is it, you know, is it, is it even possible for you to, you know, just be in a state of motivation all the time, you know, without relying mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, extrinsic on, on, you know, some external factor. Like I talk about like a reward system. Maybe, you know, oh, because in the end, everything is a reward system, right? Like, you know, we, we, uh, join like the basketball team or something because, uh, we want to spend more time with our friends or mm-hmm. like, you know, we do something, right? We're yeah. looking for some gain out of everything we do, right? So, but is it possible, right? For us to, you know, without seeing that carrot dangling in front of us, right? Is it possible for us to be more, because everyone has had, you know, those brief flashes, right? Where they're like, oh shit, you know, now, yeah. now is the, today is yeah. the day I'm gonna, change my life right and then they get started on something but then a couple you know weeks down minutes the line, later uh, okay okay <laughs> okay i wasn't gonna say that but um a couple i i was gonna say weeks <laughs> but, okay. yeah. but you know it, it at some point it fizzles out right and um you're back to square one again. And then again, maybe a couple of months later, that thing happens again. You're like, okay, well, now I'm going to build my website. I'm going to become a, I'm going to become a, a pro react developer or whatever, <laughs> right? Something. But then you're like, oh, you know, uh, no. <laughs> right? Right? It's something just comes up and then uh, you just don't. Right? Do you think there is a, I mean, there has to be some sort of relation between the degree of your motivation and the degree to you, the degree you put value to the goals that you want to achieve. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you, if you do something that you find absolutely meaningful, I don't think that motivation should be your, like that is not your, your, your concern is beyond motivation. You've already, you're already motivated. Your concern is beyond that. I think, I think what you're talking about is you don't need motivation external motivation yeah, for doing things that you love something, something if like you that, have right? momentum all right yeah yeah right? so you're talking about that initial surge Are yeah talking, okay, so yeah. so what what uh i think you need right and you know i've read a lot of stuff in the last like week or so about this um you need clarity right you need clarity you need direction and you need momentum right 
Okay, so you know clarity. It it it. They all of these terms are basically self-explanatory, mm. right? You clarity meaning you need to enter that state of mind, right, where you can think about okay, um, you know, what do I really want to achieve? What do I really want to do? You need to be, you know, you need to set aside. Basically, you need to be mentally rich. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You need to be rich. You need to be able to compartmentalize. Right. Exactly. Everyone has, you know, like stuff going on in their life yeah. that is totally way out of left field that mm. they wish aren't happening that, you know, like some autistic yeah. something is happening. <laughs> right. Just to uh, clarify the usage of terms like autistic or if, if, if we use them as autistic or retarded, it is purely, it is not, first of all, yeah, we have no, no, no uh, you know, qualms or we don't mean any offense. It's not an offense to people yeah. who are challenged. Yeah. It is a term that we use, like the term mentally poor among ourselves. It is a term that we use to uh, address a certain feeling. Yeah. It's a feeling, all right? Being a retarded person is, so when we address dude, that guy's kind of retarded. When, when we use such a term, we mean he's a mentally poor person. And yeah, just, just to reiterate, um, no hard feelings against you know specially abled yeah. right uh we it's it's just a vibe that we would rather uh avoid we sort of uh no no we sort of uh put it under that umbrella yeah exactly that, that it's just a term we used yeah. which has absolutely no relation to any thing that you may potentially be triggered about all right uh all right anyway yeah go ahead yeah, yeah. uh what was i saying <laughs> um <laughs> yeah okay fine uh so dude um I think a part of the motivation okay, comes. Thanks. Thanks for cutting me off. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go yeah. So part of the you know motivation that it comes from, obviously I said doing things, <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing things that you know you find meaningful, right? And honestly, that really ties in with efficiency, and not only efficiency, it's about being hyper efficient, all right? And you know there are some entering that state of it, it, flow. It, it, that's exactly all right. So. Most people, myself included, I operate at like a 1% efficiency, <laughs> alright? And you, Sashwat, you do so many things. You're operating, you're operating like a solid 50% efficiency or something. No joke, alright? You do so many things. And I just think about like how, how retarded I am in, in, in that way, right? Like I'm so inefficient on goals that I even find valuable. So goals that I know, that I find valuable, things that I think are meaningful are still don't result in me being and me being in in a hyper efficient state of mind mm. all right so how is that how is that possible if i find something to be meaningful why is it that i can't i can't be cons- consistently motivated because we just mm. now because right now we yeah. see right yeah. now we just acknowledge there is a correlation between the value you give to a particular goal and the motive the degree of motivation but uh how is it that you know a lot of people find this find things to be useful a lot of people have goals but they feel unable to act upon them or like they try but it never gets yeah maybe it's a it's a feel just feeling paralyzed Mm -hmm. you know so i have i have two somewhat uh theories yeah (laughs) school of thought yeah yeah, different (laughs) answers for this right one of them is you know the momentum effect right uh you know once you get started on something after that initial uh barrier to entry 
right? Mm-hmm. After that barrier to entry, things become a lot easier, right? After, say, the first two weeks or three weeks, everyone has heard about the 21 days to make it a habit, yeah, 90 yeah, days yeah. to make it a lifestyle, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to lie, you know, in the beginning, just doing work and managing school and, you know, all my uh, music and all of that, right? You know, in parallel was difficult, right? Yeah. Because I kept finding myself not paying enough attention to one of them, right? But, you know, disciplining your yourself and right. forcing yourself Discipline, to yeah. forcing yourself to do it right for an extended period of time right sort of it, it internalizes it right absolutely right? Yeah, so yeah. that's the first thing right and the second thing is um comes from more of like a epigenetics point of view right it's, oh, it's what's like, that? <laughs> okay um I'm, I'm not just using fancy words here. Hope. Yeah, hope somebody hope, hope. If, if somebody's uh, googling what we're saying <laughs> it's all like we just made it up yeah. <laughs> nothing's um, real yeah so uh, so what what that means is that uh you know it's a, it's a school of thought right that says the way you think the way you feel you know what processes are going on in your brain basically right you can change your body you can change uh you know who you are just by thinking okay so so what what uh you know i've heard from a lot of experts in this field right a lot of uh, people who have helped like hundreds thousands of people right they all speak essentially the same thing you know when it comes to this right um your body, right, is sort of like the unconscious mind, okay? And it does not know the difference between you thinking about something and you actually doing it, yeah, right? So, and and it 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 basically is, it, like I said, it's the unconscious mind, right? And when you keep doing something, right, when you keep doing something over and over and over, right, when you keep putting yourself in certain states of mind, right, for an extended period of time, when your body finally learns how to produce that set of chemicals, how right. to, you know, uh, internalize that set of uh, learned responses, right, reactions better than your mind knows it, then it becomes a habit, right? Right. So when you've habitualized, um, you know, not doing anything or when you've, uh, when you've habitualized like wasting time or spending time on Instagram whenever you're free instead of, you know, doing something useful, right? Um, you're, you're essentially running what is the, uh, you know, body, what is the human equivalent of a software program? We are running a program in our body, right? And because we know that, you know, that program is going to stay the same. It's not artificial intelligence. It is just the program, right? And if you give in the same input, every time you will get the same output. Absolutely. Right? Okay. And this, and it, it has been proven. There have been studies that show that by the time we turn 35, 95% of what we think about, what we do, you know, what we say, all comes from that software program mm. for most people, for mm. people who don't realize this and aren't able to sort of take a step back and, uh, you know, move out of that whole paradigm. Right. So when you try to do something new, right. At, at, you know, the first time you try and do something that move you, moves you towards that meaning, 
right, that you're looking for, the first time you do that, it's going to be uncomfortable. You know, Absolutely. you're going to be panicking. You're going to be hesitant, right? You're going to be killing yourself. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> going to be like, oh, what's up, right? No, what's happening, you know? Because, because, right? Now, here's the explanation. Because your body is running that program and then suddenly you're providing it with input that's invalid, you know? Right, it's right. It's asking you for an email address, but you're giving it some phone number. Like, yeah, you're giving it something, right? You know, yeah. it doesn't know what to do with it, right? Yeah. And then it, it, you know, it throws up all these error messages, right? right. It's like, oh, you're too much like your mother. You're never going to change, right? Mm. You, um, you know, it's not going to work out. Look at you. You've been sitting on your couch watching Netflix yeah. for like the last six years. Who <laughs> says you're going to do anything exactly, now, yeah. right? And then, eventually right if you don't think about it if you don't want it strong enough you know that urge to just give in to the body you know to settle in back to the familiar right it's way too easy yeah it, it, it's the easy way out you know to give in to that rush of hormones you know right. that rush of chemicals that we've become addicted to right, yeah. right? you know whenever we a, a reason why we get uh, set you know with these habits right with these uh why we develop those programs you know is because we're addicted to those rushes of you know hormones of chemicals mm, right? Right, right because and we know that every time something some external stimuli you know occurs in some certain way right uh we you know we're gonna react in a in another like certain way right and low-key we start looking for those things, right. right? Not consciously, but the body does, not the mind. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we we gravitate towards those things, mm. and that's what makes it so hard for us to right. change. Right. So, I'd like to go back on the the topic of internalization. Right. So, what? See, a very common. Why? Why do people? Why do sportsmen practice? Why do cricketers practice? And why? That's why does a why does a why does a football player spend so much time practicing? The practice is done so that when they're in the game, when they're in the moment, they don't need to think about it because it's already internalized. All right. So it's about developing. Let's say they have a, a certain skill move that needs to be done. That's in cricket. When there's a particular shot that you need to play, if it's a bouncer or that's that, that sort of thing. If, if the ball comes to a particular position, you know, you're, you're, the thing is you're already trained in it. It's, it's just internalized. That's your natural instinct. That is your initial, that's your immediate response. That is it. So it's about internalizing that. It, it's it's already there. You know, you just need to do it. It's man. It's it's about inter. So how do we apply this? How do we sort of take that concept and abstract it into our own, like our personal mm. life? Right? You know, like it's about internalizing certain response. You know, in any situation, you just gotta internalize the response that you think is appropriate. You know, say wake up, hitting the gym. That's it. There's no question about it. Like the, what what do you do? <laughs> you know, just like you know any any you know that that it's it's really about you know. Internalizing it to the to the degree wherein it is your de, de facto response. That is yeah. your that is your normal. That is your state of mind. You know, it's being a mentally rich person yeah, in some yeah, ways. You know, yeah, yeah. It's that that you know, like why do why do people spend so much time practicing? Because it gets internalized. You know, so then you know, let's say you're in the corner of, of the football ground and you have and you, you just know you have to cross it in. It's just internalized. You you just have to swing it and you know your team is going to be there. You know? It's um, that, it's about like, you know making those decisions based on instinct exactly rather yeah. than taking a calculator you know making that analysis and at the time right right right, right. because uh have you read the book blink by malcolm gladwell oh no i haven't but so it's a brilliant book right uh you know to everyone who's listening totally recommend it right 
Um, so it talks about this thing exactly that what you were talking about, right? The value, you know, the, the accuracy of decisions, right? The, the decisions we make, everything we make is essentially just a prediction, right? Mm-hmm. Of, you know, what we think is the best possible response, right? Right. And then, you know, sometimes our predictions are wrong. Sometimes they're right, you know, right? And sometimes it's like, it's a mixed bag, right? But what Gladwell found out was our predictions were significantly better. The the decisions we made gave us significantly better results when we made them out of instinct. When we just took that split second, you know, that blink of an eye and then we responded. The first thing we thought of, we just did it, right? Yeah. When we thought, when we responded based on, the, you know, whatever thoughts came to us in that blink of an eye, rather than sitting back, analyzing mm, it, yeah. right? We made better decisions that way. And that's super counterintuitive, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. but, but it's true. It's yeah. crazy, but it's true. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe, you know, choice paralysis has something to do with it. Maybe instead of thinking in that split second, we don't have time to analyze everything. We just think mm. of it as either black or white. It's either right. yes or no. There's no like, oh, maybe can we reschedule for next week? Can we do yeah, this? Can yeah, we do right, that? Right. It's, um, it's just yes or no, right? You got to make a choice right now. But when we sit back and think about it, we're introducing these shades of gray. Yeah. And suddenly there's so many things we can pick from. And suddenly, okay, you know, and where, where did we were spo- Yeah, we were spoiled we- by the choice. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, we do an analysis. Let's say, let's just say, obviously, most of us, oh, I don't think, most of us pride ourselves in our analysis and decision-making skills, right? So we, we sort of generate various options. And you have so many options and you're like, you're suffering from success, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, shit, you know, now I got to... Uh, like, uh, you know, now I have to think and yeah, then you just throw it under yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> don't think yeah, again. Like, yeah, no, no. So yeah, it makes a very interesting argument for just doing things out of instinct, you know, not, not saying that this is not advocating for doing, you know, things that you know are going to be harmful and are going to be, you know, result in some sort of harm. But it is, it is, you know, doing things that, you know, if, if you see a situation, your initial response, your immediate response, your instinct that that is that is where your instinct kicks in that is your the fight or flight situation right like that that is what kicks in and that and that you know we that we should sort of cultivate a healthier you know habit of that you know of a habit which get you know doing things that sort of internalizes initially and then that kicks in later on as instinct instinct right so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OS kernel panic <laughs> everything <laughs> so like yeah you know that that it should ideally that, that that is what instinct that's what internalization is about it's about you know getting it putting it putting it in your instinct right so I mean, it, it's super important. You know, we should be mindful about it. Right? So I just realized that Gladwell is actually a treasure trove when it comes to this sort of stuff because he wrote another book called The Tipping Point, right? He's the same author of Outliers, right? Outliers, right, The right. Tipping Point, right. um, you know, the whole gamut, right? So um, in The Tipping Point, right, what he says, and this ties back with the whole motivation thing, right? right. He sort of... Uh, 
the best analogy I can think of is like a snowball or, mm-hmm. or like an avalanche, you know, right? So everyone has heard, you know, those crazy stories about how someone on top of like a mountain mm. just threw like a little bit of snow wow. down. And then the guys at the bottom, you know, when they came back, they were like, oops, you know, where did they go? <laughs> right? Where's my house? You know, right? right? Because there was an avalanche, yeah. right? And just that little bit of snow, right? When you right. start off with that tiny snowball, right? It just balloons into this. Uh, I mean, there's a there's there is like a there's like a phrase. It's snowballs and right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? I think it's also called the butterfly effect, right? Or is that something else? No, that's something different. Oh, okay, that's, I'm completely uh, yeah, mistaken. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so what? Uh, shit! Now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so the snowball effect, you know. We'll edit this now. one out. Too. <laughs> no, yeah. once it. Throwing something small and it yeah, snowballs yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know when when it comes to that whole momentum thing, right? Just get started, right? You know the, the clarity, direction, momentum, right? The direction part is just like it ties back to what you were saying, being mentally rich, right? You know, don't don't think about why you have to do it. Don't think about like uh, you know, okay, what is other people? You know, what what are they gonna think about this, right? Why are uh, why are no why isn't anyone else doing it, right? Just, just do it, right? right? That's kind of why we started this that, podcast. That is the only right? reason why yeah, we started. Yeah. That, that's exactly we what we started because why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, why not? Why not? Exactly. And and then if it turns out to be a bad decision, you know, if it turns out that okay, you know, uh, the, like we attracted like some neo Nazis who are trying to recruit us for <laughs> right? Okay, then we'll know. Okay, podcast was not a good idea. Right? And, and then we take that input and then reorient yeah, yeah, ourselves. Optimization. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right? So right. everything just ties in. It's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll come together. I love that meme. Um, <laughs> I gotta love the internet. Yeah. So anyway, you know, it's like uh, you you do something, right? Just start, right? Just start, and that's you throwing that little bit, you yeah. know, that small Dude, snowball, right? It, yeah. And if you keep going, right? If you're genuinely interested, and if you keep going, right, that will, you know, make the snowball bigger and bigger as yeah. it rolls down the mountain, right? And eventually, it's a huge thing that you know doesn't get. It just crushes houses, right, villages, right, yeah. everything, right? It just keeps going. It's an avalanche, right? right? And you're unstoppable because right, exactly. of that. You know, you're in that state of you're ex- flow. You're exactly, yeah. dude. It's literal physics. Like, this yeah. is actual mechanical physics. The initial momentum is harder to overcome than once yeah. momentum is achieved, right? Once initial the static friction, yeah, static friction, exactly, static friction. Physics, evidently, I didn't do, I didn't do, I didn't do too well in my physics exam. But anyway, yeah, but, let's not tell them that. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is that the initial momentum, the initial static friction is way harder mm, to, to overcome, overcome than that. the dy- than the dynamic friction, right? So it this the exact same thing, literally the exact same thing applies to our lives and the sort of when we want to start start something new. Like I, I, this, this second episode is recorded. I think like 10, 10, 12 days after the the recording of the first episode. You know, which it, it it's you know, it's showing it's showing our own like it's 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 in within this this podcast itself. Like there was no re- there was no reason to delay this much. Yeah, yeah. Yet we did like for no reason. You know, it's it's the initial. I think it's part of the initial mm-hmm. overcoming like of the friction. We're, right. Uh, we still haven't gotten into that mindset, mindset which you know? includes this as a part of our exactly right. and ideally we would like to achieve it and hopefully we know when it's happened yeah. right? <laughs> right. so I mean <laughs> alright uh, due to a 
I think we're recording it really late. Basically, I need to go home. My mom's calling me. <laughs> It's like 10, 15, like 20,000 missed calls. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, with that, we thank you for listening to episode two. As always, uh, if you have any feedback and construct and sort of criticism or any opinions on the sort of things that we talk about, we would absolutely love it if you reach out to us and we're easily reachable. Uh, we hopefully, hopefully after recording these two, we haven't reached like instant fame. <laughs> you know, we're unreachable. <laughs> Nobody can contact. No, but seriously, like we would really appreciate that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. As I said last time, and I'll say it again, this is a journey. This is a journey between me and Sashwat and hopefully you, you the listener too, as well. Yeah. And, you know, if you find whatever value that is there, did you find in this podcast? We'd really appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening. And that is it. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> we lo- I love how we end up. <laughs> yeah, stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shut up, you idiot. What's wrong with you?